welcome to another episode of Two Girls in the Mic with me, Miss She Talks, and my beautiful podcasting partner, Miss Lala. So this is season two, episode four. <laughs> Sorry, I just four fingers just to remind you know, where we're at right now in this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, four. Right? I used to love that. I used to love that. Of course, it really go off. I loved it. That's when Sesame Street was. I mean, it still is educational, but it was really a. Kind of, it was a breakthrough program, it was, man. It really was. It educated a lot of people. It did. It did. It's, it is did. Is it still running? I think it is actually. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Street, do you man. remember in um in primary school watching another program? And I can't remember if it. I don't think it was Sesame Street, but it was another mm. educational program. And they had this song, and it, there was a thing. I can't remember if it was a a ghost or something called Wordy. And it was like, like it was, was like building, a pencil, yeah, something like that. And it was With like building bricks, and it said like, um, build an ing, build yourself a word, all together now. Oh, I'm thinking building, of a thing. Building. <laughs> <laughs> it was so educational. I remember like shows like Number Seventy Three. Do you remember that with Sandy Toxvic? I used to like her, actually. That was good. And they had that other guy with the hair. I can't remember, but he used to remind me of Pat Sharp, but that's not his name. I can't, I can't remember. remember. But were these educational programs or just nah, kids number, programs? No, number 73 was just another like Saturday morning show, like kids I show. I can't remember. I can't remember that. But I like Sandy Totsby. Yeah. She's done a lot. She's still, she looks exactly the same. Yeah. Come on, Sandy. She's Looking on, she's on, I sometimes hear her on. Scandinavian melanin. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no melanin there. <laughs> anyway, so um, outside of educational programs, what are we talking about today, La? Um, We are talking about, okay, let's, let's kick off with... Um, um, Radio One. It's all kicking off. I know, right? It's all kicking off. Kick off with Radio One. <laughs> Shouts out to DJ Annie Mac. You know, this is like, I like to talk about allies and I like to talk about it in the sense that, you know, a lot of people don't actually know what that word means. I think when it comes to issue with race and when it comes to talking about issues, especially regarding black people, when white people are talking about it, a lot of the times... I feel like there are white people out there that feel like they can speak for us. Mm. And I think we need to come out of this thinking that we are not articulate enough to speak from our own personal lived experiences. Never that, never that, never that. (laughs) That, you know, we need other people to do that for us. Mm. No, what we need our allies to do is to keep quiet, listen to what we're actually being said so they can take in that information Mm. and actually be like, actually... I know what the problem is now because I actually shut my mouth for once and I just... Listened. And you know, the thing is, true allies do do that. Yeah. True allies they are do. out They're there dismantling like, and doing. Let me just doing. be quiet and yeah. I'm going to listen. And once you listen to actually taking the message, you can be like DJ Annie Mac and you can actually Woo! go on radio and say, party, you yeah. know what? I'm playing the track. It's by an artist called Dave. It's called Black. And we've noticed that a lot of you people out there have an issue with it. And this is and this is the story. So this is yeah, what's been going on. This is the actual story. So if you're familiar with an artist called Dave, he's from the UK. He's amazing. He released a track called Black, which is about just about affirming black people. It's about his experience being a black man living in a country where he only makes up 3% of the population like the rest of us. Um, and just kind of his lived experience. Mm. And... They played his song on Radio 1 and then the listeners of Radio 1, apparently some of them weren't very happy with that. And it just amazes me that in this so day what and was age... So what was their kind of 
problem? Um, the problem was the word black. Like, a yeah. <laughs> the word apparently the word black is offensive, and and I, and Annie was just like, "What do you mean?" Like, so people, what did they do? They phoned up. They or? called up. Obviously, you know the BBC. You can call up. You can complain about pretty much anything when right. you um get in contact with them. So I'm just gonna pull up the um the tweet that Annie said. It was just, they just played the track and people were just Up in arms about the fact that he um, was, as you said, um, talking about his own lived experience as a black guy. Yeah. So Annie starts off by saying, it's so very frustrating to see so many negative comments from listeners. And when I, another BBC Radio 1 um, DJs play the Santan Dave 1 track, black, let me get this, let me get this straight. If you are genuinely offended by a man talking about the color of his skin and how it has shaped his identity, then that's a problem for you. It's a real issue that a song so intelligent, so thought-provoking, so excellently put together can actually offend you. It's not just okay to talk about race, it's crucial. Listen to the song with open ears, please. Um, also shout out to Greg James just for saying his piece about this on The Breakfast Show. So Greg James is another DJ who's also on Radio 1. He played it on his show mm. and he made similar comments about why people are so offended. Mm. So if you're able to, if you want to listen to the track, you can go on the Two Girls on the Mic IG page and mm. the video's there as well with um, with the song. So yeah, so that's what she had to say about it. So what's our, what, are we, what, are we, what are we getting into on it? So it's it's just amazes me that people are are upset at the word, at the title of the song it would seem but mm. over the course of music history we've had hugely offensive songs we've had misogynistic songs mm. we've had songs about literally one black man killing another black man mm. we've had you know songs to do with all sorts of things you know, to do with selling drugs, taking drugs, doing this, that, and the third. And at no point has anyone ever kind of, you know, written an angry email or expressed their their rage at any, um, you know, kind of major platform like the BBC. But the word black mm. in the title mm. is offensive to you. My thing is, if you can't keep that energy for a lot of the other songs that come out of that station, which you know probably shouldn't be played there or maybe have something that's offensive in there to somebody then i don't understand them what what is your problem mm. with this you know the thing is as well do you know this also speaks to that there is a real um in my view there is a real segregation um at the bbc um in terms of their their musical output and where they put out certain genres of music mm. Mm. and i think that um this response to this literally black track mm. and figuratively black mm. music track is part of that yeah that's part of the problem because you have um you know you have radio one but then you have one extra and if you listen to their output it's very very different and i think therefore there's also um there's 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 that part of the listenership probably of radio one that that would genuinely probably doesn't hear anything like that mm. and secondly when they do hear it think this 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 ain't it for radio <laughs> one this is this is this is what not you, what i'm here what, for what, what, what do they mean black black <laughs> just, black, black. Like, who's black <laughs> jumping up like meerkats like <laughs> who's black is that black people is this a black song what do you mean <laughs> so we need to move think, we need to move <laughs> right so i think i think this is i think it also speaks to that problem and i think um that 
is 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 a sad indictment on the BBC and the BBC need to look at it. I doubt they will, but they they they, they need to look at it. And I also think that we are living in a time now where people are more offended by real real life commentary on things than they are about actual mm-hmm. offensive racism. So to call someone racist now probably would be like so shocking to some people and they those same people wouldn't be as shocked to see racism in action. Mm. Racism in action is is probably par for the course. Sometimes they may not even recognise it as racism. But ooh, to call someone with your whole chest racist, that becomes a big shock. So to have black people around, <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. You know, oh, oh, he's black. Oh, he's he's a darker shade of black. Oh, that's a that's a black girl. Oh, and, you know, my daughter listens to Cardi B. Black, you know, is fine in its existence. But if black tries to do more than just exist, so if black tries to talk about itself, if black tries to assert itself, if black talks about its own agency, if black, you know, says black lives matter, Mm. then it becomes a problem. Mm -mm. And that is a real, that's a real phenomenon that Mm -mm. I see. It really is. You know, and it reminds me of... um, Actually, no, the meme is, is, is somewhat off point about it was a meme that came to my mind about black and being black, but it's somewhat off point. But um, yeah, I definitely feel as though the the response to um, this artist, Dave's track yeah. is is disappointing, but it is, you know, for, for many people, it is unsurprising. And for those people, perhaps those white people, who are surprised by it. You need to come and get your cousins because this is what we're telling you. This is what we're telling you, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be out here making complaints about a man on a musical track talking about his lived experience. Yeah. If that is not, if that is not what music is mm. at its essence, creation of music is at its essence. I don't know what the heck is going on? So why is it that he's not able to talk about that? Do you know, do you know what's really interesting about this this country in particular? I think there was a report that was um, released saying that apparently the UK is the least racist country in Europe. That's because they don't know and what just, racism is. But the thing is, it's like, who are you asking? Are you asking the people that suffer from racism? Or are you asking the people who like to ignore the fact that it actually happens and because they don't actually see it, so therefore, oh, no, we're not racist. Mm. Like, who are you asking? Mm. I don't know. And what is your, as you said, what is your understanding of racism? Because I think people tend to think that the only racism that exists is like a crazy white man in a white hood with two holes cut out in the eyes, running around burning a cross on someone's lawn. That's it. Mm. There's, a, there's no other... Form of racism, or they just, just think racism there. is is. I think more over here, they you know they tend to just think racism is nasty names. Yeah, do you know what I mean? 
they think racism is um, calling someone the N-word. Mm -hmm. And some of, you know, some of the laws that we have, um, which have created like racially aggravated offenses, like racially aggravated assaults and things like that, they focus on, um, sometimes there is a, there's a heavy focus on you know, expletives and words being used as well as... A, a, so, for instance, if you punch someone in their face and you've assaulted them, yeah. but you punch someone in their face and says, oh, you don't belong in this country. Your sort doesn't belong here. Mm. And it becomes racially aggravated. So so people tend to think that racism over here is all about, like, the name calling yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Or but physical attacks. Until people that, yeah. understand that racism is a structure and we've said it as mm. i'm saying it now i know that we've said it last season yeah, in one of our early shows <laughs> racism is a structure it is a system it is a it is a pathology it is it is more than just name calling but until people get to that view where they really understand it they're not going to be able to um they're not going to be able to deal with it Mm. Which is why I know we're kind of moving a bit left on this subject, but this is this is why, because I do hold that view, which this is why when I see so-called discussions about race and people start using words such as diversity <laughs> and all of that sort Pain of stuff, it's lip service. Yeah. Honestly, it's lip service. If you haven't any project, any project that you do in in life, in, in work, anything, in the whole entire world, in the whole entire universe, any project that you start, you start from ground zero. You start from, 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 from the seed, mm. right? So if you want your project to, to, to be a success, and let's call this project Eradicating Racism, let's call it that project. So, so you've got a project to eradicate racism, you don't want, you, you claim not to want your society, your community to be racist. What's the first thing that you're going to do? Aren't you going to educate them yeah. on what racism is? When has that ever taken place? But when has that ever taken place? <laughs> I just heard on the news the other day that um, they were going to introduce new lessons into schools to teach um, young people about the changing face of families. So, you know, families now are no longer just, you know, mom, dad, yeah. 2.4 children. We know that there are families where you may have a mom and no dad. You may have a dad and no mom. You may have two moms. You may have two dads. You know, the whole the whole face of the family structure has just changed. And so because of that and because they want people to understand that and respect that and to try and eradicate bullying surrounding things such as maybe people's sexuality or mm. parents set ups at home. They are now introducing these lessons to teach young people about uh, about such things. That is an example of what I'm saying. If you really want to change something, you start at the bottom. You educate people about what you're saying is right and what you're saying is wrong. With racism, 
I don't see that there's been, even though you introduced, you know, the Race Relations Act and that's, you know, developed and evolved and we've got, you know, as I said, all these now racially aggravated offences, which, you know, carry a, a heavier penalty and things like that. I still don't see where there's anybody having carried out this exercise of actually telling people what racism is. And this is why when you read things such as a headline in The Guardian of, oh, there's there's structural racism in the mm-hmm. NHS, not just affecting staff, people who go into the NHS and people who try to work their way through the NHS and you see who gets to certain levels and you see who doesn't get to certain yeah. levels and you see who's overtaken time and time again and it's the same in the civil service but going back to the NHS you also see it in the way people treat the, the clients yeah, of the NHS yeah. patients so it's it's structural and it's systemic if you haven't even tried to deal with that how are you going to tell me <laughs> that you're that that you're trying to eradicate racism it's lip service it's lip service lord that's why <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's why i can't i can't take it i can't mm. take it seriously I can't take it seriously. And that is why you get to 2000 and a whole 19. We still have the same issue. And you still have people who are offended mm. by a black man making a song and it being played on BBC Radio 1 and them saying, no, no, that's inappropriate. That's wrong. He shouldn't. What's, what's, all, this, what's all this black shit? Mm. He shouldn't be talking about that. That's, that you'll have, I bet you and win, someone will say that's racist. Mm. Mm. That's, that's how little people understand mm. racism in this country. So when you have, and this kind of segues smoothly onto our, um, one of the subjects that I know that we wanted to talk about today. Yes. The Stacey Dooley oh, scenario. Stacey Dooley, comic relief, the yeah. whole thing but is when making you have, my head But when hurt. you have, before we go, before we take a t- step back and then you can intro it properly, when you have people giving their viewpoint on that and saying things like, well, if 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 she were if she were um if she were black holding this black child mm. and as i said we'll intro the story um then nobody would be saying this so the fact that she's white and she's holding the baby and people are saying it that's racist mm. Mm. do you see what i'm yeah, saying there's yeah. a fundamental misunderstanding yeah. of what the yeah. heck racism, racism is, is. And that's the problem. Yeah. So until you want to tell people, until and, and don't act like you don't know, mm. you've sent man to the moon, but you can't explain <laughs> racism. Nah, nah, so nah, 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 nah. Come again. Okay, Come so we're going to segue into another race-related topic, unfortunately, because as we said, you know, people clearly don't understand. And that was very much demonstrated today when Stacey Dooley, who is, what is she? She's a journalist. Yeah, journalist. She does documentaries. She is part of the whole kind of um, comic relief um, team, volunteer, if you like. And she was in, I think it's Uganda. Was it? Yeah, it was that? Uganda. Yeah, she was in Uganda and she took a picture of herself holding a Ugandan child, like a little toddler. Um, the child looked miserable, but she looked elated. Mm. And the hashtag she put underneath the caption, the caption that was underneath the picture was um, obsessed in capital letters with a broken heart. So David Lammy, MP David Lammy, he um, tweeted about this and basically said that this kind of feeds into the um, kind of negative um, tropes that we've seen for centuries, um, you know, about kind of like just white people in general going over to Africa and saving us. So the issue here, and this is an ongoing issue, and I think it's something that pretty much comes up 
every year when Comet Relief kind of, um, you know, get gets underway, it's, it's that the lack of um, education and the lack of kind of um, just highlighting just Africa in its true essence, mm. whenever a Comet Relief is... Um, really um comes about mm. they only ever you know talk about just just the this the issues that certain african countries have mm. which aren't any different to any other country in mm. the world you've got your rich parts you've got your poor parts you've got your middle class mm. however when it comes to africa as the continent that it is with a whole 50 is it 54 55 different countries like you know to this country we see it I'm talking about the whole of the United Kingdom pretty much sees Africa as a country, not a continent, mm. firstly, and as um, a continent that is just plagued with every problem known yeah. to man. There's nothing there Disease, of any war, worth. Like, pestilence. why would you go there? It's awful. Look at these children with their distended bellies and flies flying around their mouths. Like, anyone would think that this continent, which is the continent with the world's most natural resources, which has been raped and pillaged and plundered by Europeans for centuries, every mm. time it regenerates itself, everybody finds themselves back over there, <laughs> taking what they want. For another then, closing down Yeah, cell. and then disappearing again, <laughs> then coming back, right. leaving it in a mess, mm. telling these African nations, you owe us billions, even mm. though, you know, we've been over here taking everything that we want. Mm. And then the image of Stacey, which she's kind of fed into, might be unknowingly, there might be an ignorance there, but my issue is, you've been told. You've been so told. the image, so the image, so, yeah. but say what the image kind of, so it's like, is that is that whole white savior complex? It is the whole white savior complex, which David Lammy actually rightly pointed out today when he was interviewed by um, Victoria Derbyshire this morning. That that isn't a, a term that he coined. It's actually been out there for some time it's because yeah. it's been going around for centuries. Mm. The white man or the white woman saving whichever poor Africans need their help, mm. and they go over and they keep doing this. So mm. I think Ed Sheeran came under fire maybe last year for, for, for something very similar as mm. well. And the thing is, people think that we're getting at them because we think that they're evil people and they went over there just to do harm. And it's like, no, if you truly want to help Africans, if you truly want to help black people, if you really consider yourself an ally, first of all, sit down, shut up, come out of your feelings for just a second and listen to what we are saying. What and we, research the issues. Right, and research, that's all you've got to do. That's nothing more than a Google search. Yeah. And you could have just been like, do you know what? I had no idea yeah. that this was the thing. Yeah. But now that I've researched it and I know what's going on. I'm not going to be wrong I'm and strong gonna, and yeah, gangbanging on not, Twitter. I don't want to be part of that narrative. I went over there with good intentions and I wanted to help. But what I actually did was kind of fed into the same old racist yeah. trope that actually does damage to the same African people that I'm trying to help. Mm. This doesn't help us yeah. at all. And I think the thing is, I think what's disappointing is that Stacey Dooley is is a journalist. You know, we've seen her out there. I watched some program that she did when she was um, tackling um, the fashion industry or the, the fashion manufacturing yeah. industry so the manufacturing side of it and how um people are being exploited in other countries and also how other countries are being wrecked and ruined mm. because of big factories springing up and pollutants being put into the system and all the rest of it um strictly coming from fashion so you know she's 
I'm going to use the word learned, but you know, maybe I mm. use it loosely. But she she knows a bit about a bit. Yeah, she like, knows how to re- she knows how to research. She's got topic. to research. Yeah, exactly. So, so what's you've your got brain here? you've got brain cells, Stacey. So mm. you need you need to engage them because you know what I've realised as well. And again, I don't, don't want to take any of our subjects left, but I'm finding that. And you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. And listeners, you know, we'd love to hear um, from you guys as well. You can comment on our Insta page, not just like about this topic, but all the time. Like we throw up discussion points sometimes. You can comment on our Insta page. You can email us at two girls podcast at gmail.com. Hi, mom. <laughs> two girls podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your views on things. But I feel like people are just becoming far more unforgiving nowadays. They're not having it. Mm. People are out here not having it. We're tired. We're tired. <laughs> so we're not here trying to, we're not here trying to appease. We're not here trying to make you feel better. We're not here mopping up any That's salty not our tears. Job. That is not our people job. People are just telling you, you, be, you, be, you better get to grips with these mm. issues because mm. this is what it is. This is what it's not. So this is what I'm not going to be. Yeah. What you're not going to do today <laughs> is. So exactly. And, and please save the tears. What are you crying for? Yeah. What are you crying for? Oh, stop the should, blood clot crying. Should I stop donating? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Was it um, Biggie Smalls? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> should, I, should I stop do- donating to Ghana? Should I stop doing this? Should I stop? You can do what you no, want. No, I saw people saying, I will stop donating. Well, I'm going to stop donating then to this charging. Go- okay, stop. Because we don't need that kind of right. aid. You need to be. You need to. You need to lobby your government. Mm. That's what you need to do yeah. if you really want to help. You need to lobby your government and ask them why are they holding some of these these countries right. in, in debt. Mm. I yeah. S- still if bondage. You're, if you're if you're paying to to a charity to a country that you think is so destitute and needs help, blah blah blah. But then you find out the the government that you know, governs you and governs the country that you in actually has that same said country in so much debt that your little piece of money isn't even going to scratch, not even going to touch the sides. Mm. So what are you paying for? Mm. And like we said, you're paying to make yourself feel better. Exactly. And that's the thing I don't like about, um, things such as, um, comic relief i mean mm. yeah i need to say it with my whole chest and david lammy said it well i mm. think in in his david lammy's becoming the mvp i, I mean david lammy like, Lam- david lammy's got some stay on track i'm telling you do not falter because do not go left do not go right do not swipe left just do not swipe just right. stay, just on, stay, stay right on track where you are. because you know he's 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 hitting some points at the moment mm. he's had a, he's had a checkered history <laughs> yeah. he's had a checkered history with the community the truth <laughs> But, but it's fine. Do on you know this what? point, on this point, yeah. he's fine. When he was saying that comic relief, actually, mm. as an as as a thing, mm. doesn't, doesn't really need it to doesn't. exist. It's actually an entertainment program, yeah. people. Mm. Like it really is. So because if you think about how much money even goes into the production of that, mm. and they will want to justify it and say yes, but the returns. Mm. But then we go back to our our points, mm. which is. If you if you really want to make financial impact yeah. in these countries, it's going to be at, at a much higher or perhaps deeper mm. level than like you said, lobby your a government. TV program, right? Yeah, say to your government, I'm not sending any more money over there. You need to just clear that debt. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. How is it that we invade another country, we put them in the mess that they're in, 
leaves their country and then they owe us money. Yeah, I mean, these things, these things, no that's sense. what I'm saying. These things all have historical roots and historical stories. And if you're not out there kind of understand, and I, and I don't claim to understand it all, mm. but I know a little bit about a bit mm. to know Enough. that all of this is a bump. Yeah. So don't come to me with all of this, mm. you know, red nose malarkey mm. i'm not in it mm. that africa that you're showing me is not the africa yeah. that i said yeah. i haven't I haven't been to everywhere in, in africa i've been to nigeria i've been to ghana mm. i've been to south africa i've been to drc mm. um where else have i been in africa i've been to north africa mm. but that's that's not the africa yeah. that you, you ever show Mm-mm. that is not the africa that you ever show Somebody made the point to me, this this guy was trying to go back and forth because he was of the, the mind that, you know, Stacey's just being used as a scapegoat, blah, blah, blah. She so, scapegoated herself then. Just, oh, and he was saying that, you know, it's the media need to portray um, Africa in a progressive way if it's, if it's a pro- progressive continent. And I said, there are actually media channels out there in where you can just see that. just that. Media don't want to show Africa as it is. The media mm. are happy to show it as Comet Relief have, have been showing it for the best mm. part of 20 years. And as David Lammy said, it's, it's time now, it's time now to change the narrative. Mm. It's time to switch it up a bit. He gave, the, he gave a very good example by saying that um, years ago there was um, something called, the, I think it was called the Spastic Society. Yes. And he said they've now changed their name to, you know, ages ago now, but to Scope, right? Mm. And he's, he gave that as an example to say that, Times have changed. People now know that that terminology, yeah, that's not it. That, yeah. Like that, that, you don't use that mm-hmm. anymore. And and, and it, I think it was a good example to give of the, of society moving on and moving with the times. Mm. But we still not, and I don't even want to say we because, mm. as I said, that Africa doesn't, doesn't speak yeah, to me. Yeah. But there, there is still from the whole BBC. Think about who the BBC really are. <laughs> no, right. It's, it's the it's, BBC it's, who who have world service, mm. who have journals all over night, all, all over um, Africa. Mm. Look at me, the Nigerian. Mm. I was about to say all over Nigeria. Like it's just. <laughs> I'm it's sure they have that as typical well. Typical Nigerian. Only Lord. thinking of Nigeria would that think of. <laughs> um, but you know they, they so they 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 have people on ground they really see they they, they have seen and they have access to yeah. a bigger picture of course but they make they they give they give this 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 poverty stricken mm. africa such a big platform mm. and then you have people in commentary saying that we or africans ought to be grateful for that when you don't even take into account the damage that that can do, that the damage that that can do to to people's psyche, yeah, who 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 maybe who maybe come from Africa, people who don't come from Africa. I was talking about what we're going to talk about mm. um, on my drive on the way up here to somebody, and they were saying that twenty years ago, I think they may have been teaching, and they was they they spoke to somebody about they spoke in a class about what what are your views about Africa. And um, a young white girl said, oh, that Af- Africa, that Africa is where all the poor people are. Oh, and that was 20 years ago. Mm. And, and David Lammy's right. What's changed in 20 years? What has changed in 20 years? Nothing's changed. Mm. You're still putting out, you, you're still putting that out. And we know we're, we're, we are in a time where we know that imagery matters. Everything, yeah. That's why we've we got know. all of these social media platforms because people are very much visually driven so if you keep pushing out these stupid 
stupid stereotypes, then what do you think is going to happen? Right. So, so we, so, so we can take it as read that David mm. Lammy's not, you know, he's not talking pie in the sky when mm. he says this. So why is there so much pushback? Because people, I think we're in a really interesting time now where we're at actually having to kind of like look deep within ourselves and kind of pick away at all the, the, the things that we were told were okay, mm. but were never really okay, but we've been given the green light to kind of believe certain things mm. and to behave in a certain way. And I think for white people in particular, they've never really had to kind of question anything that they've been told because this whole system has literally been designed for them to just be okay. They mm. don't have to navigate it in the way that... Um, somebody who is non-white has to so for them to be told that's not acceptable that isn't right you can't do this you can't it's like what do you mean it's always been that way mm. no it's always been that way because you've designed it to be that way because it makes you feel you feel comfortable but we've never been comfortable with that mm -hmm. but our opinion has never really matters because you've just decided that you know whatever you say that's that's you know that's that's what what is supposed to happen mm. so i think that's what it is it's like when you know when it's like you have to look within yourself and like you know what what i did the other day that was wrong you know yeah it's not a nice feeling yeah but sometimes you need to come to that realization in order for you to grow as a person but if you refuse to actually acknowledge the fact that when you've done something wrong you should just be like do you know what that was wrong let mm. me not do that anymore. Some people will stay in the wrongness. I know, and you, it makes them the feel thing is, the thing is, then we should we should all be mindful of the reactions that you get from people because then it informs you. Should these people even be in these positions? Should mm. Stacey Dooley, if she doesn't understand that yeah. critical context of that picture, the historical context, why people would be upset about it. If you mm. cannot grasp that, mm. I don't know if I even want you in Africa telling me you're helping. Yeah. Especially I don't even like know if I want you actual there. Actual Africans telling you, like the people that you claim you want to help, with us telling you this. And you're like, mm, it's because I'm white, isn't it? That's mm. your response. That's As basic. you said, you're a researcher. That's mad basic. You, you didn't have the time to jump on Google. That's mad and I, basic. I just want to say in regards to um, Comet Relief, I just think over 20 years you guys have been running and I find it interesting that at no point in those 20 years have you ever had um, a comedian, because it's supposed to be an entertainment show with comics, mm. but any black African comedians on your show in 20 years. Haven't they had any? None that I can, have you seen any? I don't know, I don't really. Have you seen a Trevor Noah? Have you seen a Gina Yashere? Have you seen a Baba Tunde? Have you seen a Ola the Comedian? Have you seen, was it Toji the comedian? Like there's loads, like there are loads out there, but I've not seen any or any, have you seen, all right, let's let's do music. Have you seen any Afrobeat artists? Wizkid, who's one of the, the biggest artists out there. Who else is there? Look, we can reel off, Davido. Burner Boy. Yeah, Davido. Mm. Loads. Have you have they involved any of them? You got Ed Sheeran on there, whose biggest mm. hit was an Afrobeat track. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I never really you've thought got, of that. You've got even. none. None mm. in 20 years. Mm. And I know that Len, this was Lenny Henry's baby, or he's one of the faces of it. But I just think, I think um, Comet Relief actually released a statement. And the statement was just, again, it was so just closed-minded and mm. just not socially aware mm. of what they are doing. Yeah. 
And Lenny, you're attached to this. I mm. do expect that somebody who is of your stature and who is attached to this to actually address this issue, mm. if you consider it an issue at all. Mm. Because you can't then can't turn around in a month or two months um, time talking about BAME this, diversity this, blah, blah, and you couldn't even get this right. Yeah. You'd even lend a voice to this. It's yeah. David Lammy, yeah. who I know you probably know, yeah. is speaking on this. Mm. I, I'm, I'm tired. You've been racist, though. Why does Lenny Henry have to know David Lammy? Well, no, <laughs> because well, well, they're black. <laughs> no, but David, when I watched him today on the show, <laughs> Victoria Derbyshire did ask him, have you spoken to um, Lenny Henry? And he said, mm. we have had a conversation about this, so they do know each other. Mm. So no, I, was, I was only kidding, love. I'm just saying <laughs> before anybody comes jumping down my throat, you're making assumptions and that is racist. Yeah, no. right. then the man clarified. I'm like, okay, so if that's yeah. the case, and David has spoken to me, so he's fully aware. And I just expect after he might say something, I don't know. Mm. But I just think at this stage in the game, we're 20 years on. Like I said, you had Ed Sheeran on there before you had on a Wiz Kid, before you had on a Trevor Noah, before you had on a Gina Yashere. Mm. I think that's a joke. And the the Biggest well, they will is, say they will say that oh well we needed somebody who the 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 um, the UK public yeah would would, would relate to Comet Relief is a global brand is it not how many American actors have we know. seen on there bare Hollywood actors on is there. it I don't even enough I don't I don't yeah into those they things. they reach out like they've got like their their people who they I just to, to be honest with to. you I just I just I just see it as as, as to me, it's, it's just mm. pop, comic well, we relief is almost like this is popcorn. Yeah, it's just, of course. But I'm just saying, if you're really about about it, mm. then you will have them people who wouldn't like the researchers mm. who will know. Okay, so this is about us helping Africa. Why don't we reach out to some actual Africans and get them on the show and maybe get their opinion? Mm. And blah blah blah. We like we live in London. There's a huge African, you know, yeah. diaspora. It goes across the world. And like, like I said, you can, I take you to Peckham right now. <laughs> Peckham. Yeah? Just full of Nigerians who will be the first people <gasps> to tell you. That's racist, people. law. They're all there. There's more than just they Nigerians. Can, like, they will tell you like, okay, <laughs> this is an issue. This ain't an issue. Probably and they, they they will Probably also won't. they will also make clear as well as David Lammy did and this was another great point that he mm. made that the African diaspora mm. send back more money to and it's it's to family right it's to homes it's to to to, to projects then this then comic relief that's why mess. that's why David said. Comet Relief doesn't even need to It's an okie dokie. doesn't need <laughs> Don't it. Don't fall for it. Because we've been, they, we've been sending, and they do, again, that's another piece of information which I'm sure Stacey was fully unaware of. But again, had you taken the time to do a bit, bit of research and actually listen to the people that you supposedly want to help, mm. then this could have saved you so much so much aggro today because mm. even now the story is still is still um, trending mm. and she hasn't responded mm. yet, which suggests to me that she don't care. Oh, she's waiting for some PR person to, to write come in a, and jump a in. proper response. Okay, all right, let's yeah. keep it moving anyway. Let's move on. Okay, so I wanted to talk about Dirty John and the <gasps> view. Dirty John. So guys, like every now and then Cheryl and I will watch a program on Netflix, which is decided by our little WhatsApp group that we've got on. Like anybody. So we the last time we reviewed the show, it was you. Mm. So this time we got onto Dirty John. Mm. How many episodes was it? I don't know because I don't know if I've actually watched the final two or so. Oh, but I, I but I can say I've I listened to Dirty John. 
the podcast. The podcast. Yeah, there's a podcast as well, um, which I think was actually released before the Netflix Yeah, it was. It was. Because I listened series. to that a while ago. Okay, so... The storyline is <laughs> a kind of rich, rich or well-off yeah. businesswoman mm-hmm. meets a man who seems like her dream come true. Mm. Ladies, haven't we all been there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, ain't that the truth? <laughs> ain't that the truth? Mm. <laughs> so, she um, becomes involved in a relationship with him. Yeah. And her children meet him and immediately have reservations mm. about him. They just... You know, they just don't take mm, to him. Mm, mm. They think he's, they just, no, he's not. He's, he's, he's a wrong one. Yeah, he's a wrong one. Yeah. Now, he always presents himself as a doctor as well. He's always <laughs> wearing medical scrubs. Mm. He tells her he's a doctor, et cetera, et cetera. So time goes on. Their relationship becomes more and more intense. They're together. But what's really happening is that the woman is failing to take note of what her children are saying. Like this right. man is no good for you. And things start coming out for him. Um, things start coming out about him rather. And so it gets to the stage where she learns that he is effectively, I would say just not, a co- yeah, I would say like a con man. Yeah. He is um, a bigamist. Mm-hmm. He is, I think he's a bigamist actually. I think I remember yes, he's a bigamist. He, is. he um, is abusive mm-hmm. as well in relationships. He's So he's a danger to women. He's a drug um, addict. He's, well. drug addict. Mm-hmm. He's, he's stalked and harassed women before. He's, um, you know, he's just a an actual nightmare. Mm. She got married to him in secret. After about, was it a month? Just ridiculous. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> and you, wait, <sighs> and you're the rich one. <laughs> no, 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 no. These people, they See don't how the know. the world works? It's like, how, are you, how do you make money? How? And these are the life how? decisions you're making. And you don't have some kind of lawyer looking yeah. out for you, telling you, <laughs> that ain't it. Can no, I that's ridiculous. So, so this, the 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 whole um, the whole series is all about the the fallout from the fall in to mm. the relationship, and then the fallout from the yes. relationship, and really the unraveling of you see his personality from who he presented himself to be, unraveling to the 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 you know the sociopath that actually he was, mm. um, and. I mean, it was it was a shocker because it's a true story. Yeah, yeah. It's a true story, but it's an actual shocker and a real eye opener in terms of women thinking about, you know, because we're in we're in an age where people are comfortable with you know meeting people online, mm. getting to know people via that medium as well, you know. So people coming into your life, you don't you don't know who they are. You know their online persona. Yeah, yeah. You don't know actually who they are. There's no reference point. There's no oh it's so and so's um colleague or so and so's brother or something mm. like that. You don't you know, you don't have that. So it's um I it was definitely an eye opener for me. Yeah. I you know, you want to be able to say none of that could ever happen to me. Mm, but, but you just don't know. Listen, if someone is can spin you a yarn and make you believe then that's it. You believe that's it. And also it depends on what, what kind of mind mindset you have. Yeah. Like, I feel like 
Her character is very similar to the character in You, like the leading lady in You. Mm. It was the only difference between the two is that obviously one was older and one was younger. Mm. And I think with this particular lady, she was at probably a point of time in her life. Her kids are fully grown. Mm. One's gone off to college. The other one, she's she's back to leave. She's grown and everything leading her life. And as much as she was very well off, like financially, like she had all the, you know, she had an amazing apartment, dressed amazingly and everything. She seemed lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And they showed showed her going through a succession of dates. Yeah. And you could see, you know, you could see the obvious... things in each of those dates that were the turn off <laughs> yeah. points and things like that and so yeah you can imagine somebody who's been single i think she'd been single for some years yeah um and then you meet somebody and he's you know he supposedly has this great job and he seems like a great guy and you know he's bringing you smoothies every morning <laughs> in bed and all the rest of it yeah it's you know it's easy mm. it's easy like, to go me, look how much attention he's paying to me blah 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 yeah you yeah, know, and yeah. she just, she seemed very naive as well. Like, even the way her older daughter spoke to her, though, mm. there were times where I wanted to punch her in her face. I mm. thought, you think I could talk to my mum like that? Hell no. Even if she was, like, getting together with someone who I uh, knew was a psycho. Yeah. There was just no way I would ever, yeah. from, from the jump, it's like the first conversation they showed them having together, it was like the daughter was the mum mm. and the mum was the daughter. Yeah. In, yeah. in, in you know, in respect of her kind of showing her disappro- disapproval yeah. for that relationship. Yeah. Because when John turns up, he turns up, not even in his scrubs, he turned up in shorts, in trainers. They're going out on the day. And the mum is dressed to the nines. Please don't tell me that you're... Yeah. That you're, and she would just like, look at him like, are you coming here with your... Yeah, she's know. totally right. No, but the door, the door was bougie. Yeah, as, she was bougie. Like know, with her, her bags that yeah, she in saved the safe. in the safe. Like, because, yeah. you know, it's got more value to it if you don't scuff them up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then the younger daughter as well, you know, even though she wasn't as harsh on the mum, it mm. was like... I just thought pure white privilege all through up and down this, um, this entire show, to be fair, because mm. I'm like... Watching it, and I'm like, if that was a black man, that could never, <laughs> never pretend. You're gonna pretend that you're a doctor. You're gonna weasel your way into this woman's life. You're gonna embezzle money out of her account by telling her, "I've got ten grand. Can you put that with your eighty? That was smart. In, in a safety deposit. That was smart. Box. Is there anywhere we can put this? And yeah. then she just lets. Oh yeah, I yeah, have eighty, sure, ninety no grand just sitting around the house. And then the man goes, "Oh, oh, oh how much money you got then?" Foolish. And then later on he hits her, what's yours is mine as well. I was Foolish. Like, there you go. So what would you what would you give it um out of ten the out of ten. Yeah. Um I think I'd probably give it a seven point five. Oh that's quite high. Yeah. I think I would give it a um a, a six. It was it was and but that might be obviously because I have listened to the podcast yeah. and I preferred the story being delivered in that medium via the podcast. Right. Okay. Um, this visual one was good, but there were so many irritants about it that I hadn't experienced yeah. when I listened I to the podcast. Exactly what so you mean. <laughs> the daughter's personality yeah. found it irritating. irritating. The, um, even the grandma yeah. found it irritating. I thought, uh, just, all, do you know what it is? All the women, Bar one, the daughter, they're really weak. Mm. Very like, Mm. and it's like, oh, but he's so nice. Yeah, all of that. 
it yeah. was just like for crying out loud. It, I was watching it to see at which point are you suddenly gonna yeah. wake up. And it for me, it took too long for her to get there. Mm. And even when she did get there, it was almost like she didn't want to believe it. And yeah. she was like struggling with... Well, she did actually, because yeah. she did know about it and her daughters were still like, what's mm. wrong with you? Yeah. I think that was that was aggravating me. Yeah. As a big woman like you, your yeah. own daughters are like... But do you know up. what? This is... this. I think this this it's a lesson and it's a story in mm. people being able to play on other people's weaknesses mm. and vulnerabilities, and, lo- vulnerabilities yeah. and, and loneliness. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. So I think that was the takeaway from it, even though maybe watching it from the UK, it's, you know, it's based in, in the US. So you may not, you might be like, you know, I can't relate, but actually there's a lesson in there because of the, as I said, the time that we live in where you can just be meeting people online via their, their profile picture and a little bit of a blurb about them. Mm. And then, so they come and meet you and they tell you, okay, I am, you know, my, my dad owns Asda stores or something like yeah, that, you yeah. know? And all of a sudden you're, you're just, you're believing that, you know, everything that, that um, glitters is not gold. So I think we just women, we just need to be cautious out here. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Don't pick yourself up a dirty John. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so if you've got time, watch it. I think I'm going to watch the Umbrella. Is it Umbrella Corporation? I don't know. Mary J. Blige is in that. It's like some superhero. Apparently she's really good in it. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Is that a that. film or is it a series? It's a series. Okay, so we can watch that and then yeah. review it. Maybe not next week maybe the week after give me a bit of time to watch it too (laughs) (laughs) all right cool let's move on to like wrapping it up and we're gonna do shady corner versus you are the light do you want to do shady corner first do you know what i i I don't want to i don't want to do one that's uninformed Mm. but um so obviously we've just had the oscars Mm. and um Green Book mm. won an Oscar. It was Ma- Ma- Mahashala Ali yeah. won the Oscar. Best supporting, Best supporting actor. Mm. And I, I'm proud of him. And I'm glad yeah, that he, he deserves. did. Yeah, but it's it's tainted because of yeah. all the Ferrari about the film Mm-mm. and the storyline and the sidelining of, you know, really the true protagonist of the story mm-hmm. is, you know, Maharsha Ali's character. character. Yeah. Um, and just at the ceremony, moving away from um, that part of the furore, in the whole, in fact, in the whole film, I haven't seen it yet, but I've read about it. And I, I don't know if I actually intend to see it now from all mm-hmm. I've read. I don't know if I want to give my support to it. But throughout the whole um, film and even all that people have said about it and when it's won awards, nobody's ever really focused on what the Green Book was, was for, for yeah, and what it's about. And it's, again, it takes us right back to what we're saying at mm. the top of the show unless you're going to really educate people Mm. on what's going on, what racism is and how racism acts and how it moves and how it causes us to move Mm. and how it caused black Americans to have to create a green book Mm. to allow them to navigate 
in their own country safely mm. and know where to go and know where not to, to go. go. Yeah. Right? Unless we can and, and that that the whole the whole title not even being explored anywhere mm. yeah. in all of this chit chat about this film. See you saying that I did not know that was what the green yeah. book was about. Yeah. But wouldn't but wouldn't you expect if it's an Oscar winning mm. film for that to be somewhere? So yeah. you might just see one little line that allows you to to peg onto yeah, it and yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. They're not doing that. And so... <sighs> Do you know I, I, I don't about, know who... Go on. I thought it was about Mahashali's character. Just the... Rela- it looked like, to me, it looked like an, another version of um, Driving Miss Daisy. Well, people have said that. in the trailer mm. um, that Viggo Mortensen's character driving Mahashali. Yeah. But this time, obviously, the roles were reversed. Mahashala was in the back and yeah. he was in the front. So I just thought, oh, is this a reverse version? Like, yeah. n- nothing in the trailer suggests anything about what you no, just it's not. Said. In, it's not in the film. It's not in the film oh, either. Wow. That's what I'm saying. That's the whole kind of real kind of background um, to that time, to yeah. what was going on. It's not there. That's a shame. It's not there. And I, I, I don't actually know who I'm putting into Shady Corner. But what I find shady... Mm is that we continue to move through time. All of us here in the US, all around the world, we continue to move through time, ignoring, ignoring Mm. real valid history and experiences that we as black people have had. Yeah. As Africans, as, as, as capital B black people, as caribbean people living in the diaspora people living in on their own island still all the experiences that we've had are just subtly and sometimes not so subtly ignored Mm. and i'm finding that really shady i'm finding that i'm finding it to be a pattern i'm finding it to be all part of the okie dokie and i just feel like if if that's the game that's being played we've got to separate ourselves from it we've got to separate ourselves from it because I think all the topics that we've discussed today have that common thread of uproar on some kind of side. Yeah, but what yeah. are you uproaring about? Why, <laughs> why weren't you uproaring when, you know, like they say, where was all lives matter yeah, yeah. in the 1600s? You know, <laughs> where was it then? But now when black lives matter, suddenly all mm-hmm. lives matter, you know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like it's not it's it's not by accident that um, some of these issues are discussed and discussed and discussed, but there's no resolution and there's no understanding. I think that's 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 all part of it as well. So that that everything mm. I've just said that's in shady. That's corner. what. You- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just people's lack of kind of like, can we just highlight the actual issue rather than this pseudo issue that you think? Yeah. Yeah. Is is the thing. When but that but but that not. you don't actually think is the is the thing. That's what yeah. I realize. I don't actually think you think even that's the thing. Mm. I think you're just doing a whole bunch of lip service mm. as if you're talking about the thing, but you're not talking about the thing because you actually quite like the status quo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, so my shady corner, this this news has just literally happened maybe all of an hour ago. So it's about like friends who think that they're helping you when actually they're just making the situation hell of a lot worse. Um, We said we weren't going to talk about this man, but this is a story that just won't let up. It just won't. (laughs) So R. Kelly, as you know, 
has, um, I don't know if you know, actually, he went to jail. He's mm. been released on jail. Apparently some woman bailed him out. A woman, Jesus Christ. Mm. And um, today his manager was um, spotted and was questioned by the press. Mm. <laughs> he more or less said, he just basically outed R. Kelly, not knowingly. I think he was talking. Unwittingly. Unwittingly, sorry. Mm. I think he was speaking as if he felt that I'm defending him and you lot should understand because, you know, the reason that he recorded, you know, him having sex with 14-year-old girls was because he didn't want to end up in a Mike Tyson situation. So he made sure he mentioned the ages of the girls to say, to demonstrate that they were consenting to him having sex with them. You can't... 14-year-olds cannot consent to sex. It is illegal. Why, why, didn't, the, why didn't the pedophilia which, are you which, talking like, about? Which part of this are you not understanding? Mm, like, That's made me feel I Ill. watched it and I thought to myself, you stop talking. But mm. he just keeps going and going and going. And I think he was maybe speaking for about a good eight minutes. So I don't know if R. Kelly's um, lawyer mm. is tearing whatever, whatever little hair he has left out of his head now. Mm. But I would be... I'd be... Mm. Fuming. It's mm. my job to defend my client. Mm. And here is you, the manager, mm. making my job that much harder as it is. Mm. I think his, his manager is called Steve Greenberg. And the guy prosecuting his name is Michael Avenetti. Mm. And I think Michael apparently he apparently he's really like he's really good. Like mm. and he's actually taken on this case as pro bono. So when they do that, it means I know that I stand yeah. a really good chance of yeah. winning. So, and the fact that he's he's doing that means that R. Kelly, your days are probably numbered. numbered. And if your manager didn't do it, yeah, then t- the two new videotapes have probably done it. And I just feel like, again, people, will you just let go of this man because he's not doing anyone any good. He thinks it's okay to sleep with your daughter at the oh. age of 14, as long as he records it. Because that's consent. It's a sickness. That is mad. Yeah, I want. Just I want put that him story under to, the jail. I, I want to. You want see, it to I end? Want, yeah. yeah. I'm like, why is he not in prison? I don't story. understand it. And all of you people out there, oh, you know the black man this and blah blah blah. But nah, man, he's had our support for a good thirty years. How much more does does, does he need? Oh, white people need. No, nah, forget. It. White people didn't make R. Kelly do this. He did this to himself. Mm. So all of you that are supporting him and him and his manager, I really hope that he goes to jail as well, which potentially could happen because I think Michael Avenetti was saying that they're looking into pursuing some of his close neighbours because apparently they've got evidence against them oh, as well. So the whole thing could just That's come... That's when the chickens will really be coming yeah, home to Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so we just want to bun them lot and just be like, you lot are dirty and nasty. Please go away. <laughs> Honestly, so let's move on to happier things. You are the light. Let's highlight some things that are amazing and things that are currently going on. Let's talk Oscar, the Oscars, Mm -hmm. Oscars, Oscar. The Oscars happened. So we want to shout out to people like, obviously we've mentioned um, Mahashala Ali. So congrats to him for winning Best Supporting Male Actor. We have to shout out Regina Hall, aka Riley from the Boondocks. She's been doing, I don't know, how long has she been acting for? I don't know, but her, her, her chops. It's long. just like been going, boy, but she was in um, Party Justice. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And um, Boys in the Hood as well. Like, so she goes way back and her, her you know, her, her IMDb page must be just off the charts. So she finally got an Oscar, which I heard is well deserved for her role in, um, is it If Bill Street Could Talk? Is that mm. the 
which I haven't seen yet. Um, hopefully, Sho and I will get round to that as well. And we can review that as well. But yeah, congrats to her. Amazing speech. Just like shout out her mom was really nice. And then big shout out to the whole of the Black, pa- Black Panther team. Mm. I think they won for best production design. And was it best costume design as well? Yeah. There's no way they couldn't have won that because that everything about that was just spot on and yeah. just amazing. The detail that I they paid. I think to Daniel Kalir's lot. Yeah. yeah. The, the detail was just amazing how every, they kind of went into researching the different tribes of the different countries in Africa and kind of, kind of you know... To create this We're whole weaving something into their yeah, costume, create this yeah. whole Wakanda nation that we mm. all like so very much invested in. So, congrats to them. That was amazing, and congrats to Spike Lee for finally getting his his Oscar for best um, screenplay um, adaptation of mm. his movie um, Black Klansman. My man was drunk to the 10th <laughs> power when he got up on that stage. You see when he walked out when... Um, yeah, he yeah. walked out when um, Green Book was announced as um, Best Picture. Um, I think he's been very vocal about that entire movie from, from the get-go, to be fair. So I wasn't surprised when I heard about that. Mm. But yeah, man, um, it's interesting that I mentioned Driving Miss Daisy a little while ago mm. and that apparently when... Um, Spike released um, "Do the Right Thing" that was released in the same year yeah, as so "Driving Miss Daisy." Yeah, lost to "Driving yeah. Miss Daisy" twice. Just like, oh my god, can you imagine? Terrible. So that's you know. So don't Spike. We know what it is. You know what it is. Is you know he's made some amazing from Malcolm X to "Do the Right Thing" to um, oh what's the one with. Um, Lawrence Fishburne and Jasmine Guy and Tisha Campbell, School Days, mm-hmm. like some amazing movies. So, yeah, I'm pleased for him. He deserves. So, yeah, so that is it. Oh, I'm gonna shout out to everybody that's been joining Black Girl Fit Fest. It's been, it's been amazing. Like people are really engaging. Um, they're loving the content. I'm loving posting it. Again, please do email me if there's anybody you want me to highlight who is just on this fitness thing. And they're, you know, they, I'm just out there trying to promote amazing black women in sport and in fitness and in health and all the rest of it. And I feel like you guys deserve it. So give us a shout. Mm. So anything else you want to say, Shezza, before we go? No. All right, guys, it's been emotional. Thank it's you been to real black watching us on <laughs> IG live. We are signing out. Hopefully this show will be up in the next few hours. In it, Ace. Cool. All right, we're going to be out of here. Take care. Bye. Bye.